the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another episode of the Minnesota Football Show. It is the, what is it like, after, what happens after like a, a big, a big, um, uh, like a big snowstorm? What do we call that? It's like the plow. Yeah, I don't know. Plowing aftermath. Yeah, it's like the aftermath. I like that better. Yeah, it's the aftermath after the, 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 we, we got, we got 10 and a half here in Frogtown Midway, but like on the yep. east of the St. Paul got like 20 inches. It's like so weird. Yeah, yep. we got, I, I put, I took the measuring stick out there. It was just over 11, not quite a foot. Yeah. And then my brother who lives in Apple Valley got 16 inches. Wow. Jeez. It was like, I was like, holy cow. I was like, it's just this. This snowstorm was really in their feelings, like literally. Oh yeah, it was pretty. Like I, here's the thing: like blizzards can be intense because of the wind, and you can't see anything. Like there was no wind, and it was just kind of that light, kind of fluffy, right? Snow, snow globe. It was snow it's globe. A snow globe stuff, which is cute, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like it's pretty. You can, you can, yeah. like sometimes when it does that, you know, I usually drive around Como Lake just to have that look of the, the snow on the lake because you know sometimes I do like snow sometimes Mm -hmm. but um but no i mean like i just i love how minnesotans forget how to drive and i love how like i love how trucks still every every year year think that because they have big tires and four-wheel drive they're not going to do something stupid and i think it was like what's that game frogger it's like that frogger game as i'm driving home because people are doing stupid things in front of me and i'm like I have this little hatchback, and I don't know yeah. what I'm going to do next. It's like, do, 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 I do, picked do, up do. my daughter on, it had just started on Friday afternoon. So it wasn't even that heavy yet at that point, but it was enough that everything was slick on Lake Street. And I was turning on to Lake Street, and it had to have happened just a few minutes before I got there. Um, there was, there was a, it looked like a minor like fender bender accent accident, but it was enough that like one car was turning and one was going straight, and it probably hit the one car and changed the direction and the velocity of the other car enough that the second car hopped the curb and crashed into Merlin's rest. Wow. <laughs> so, so like the front of the car was like a V like split on the corner. Wow. Rest on the, whatever that is 36 in Lake, I think. That's a crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we saw lots of people get stuck, but um, I saw this guy, um, just like you know, F one fifty truck with like you know super high wheels and everything like that. Like he took a left onto Lexington from Thomas from like, and like he took it speeding on Friday, and I was like, uh, that's not gonna bode well. And all of a sudden he slids into the into the um, into the sidewalk and kind of like literally like tips over like a car's tip over and it's gonna fall back <laughs> out. I was like, and the wheels are spinning. I was like, oh my god. I'm trying to turn left to go home and I'm watching this happen like literally 15 feet from me. And I'm like, like the action please. movie. That's like the Marvel yes. movie shot. Exactly. I was like, I was like, please, uh-huh. please, please get. And they got back. It fell back down. 
but because he the guy had the gas going, the wheels were spinning on one side, so when it hit it, it went and literally it looked like it was an RC car. When you're messing around with an RC car, you hit something and then it does some weird. It was like that, and then the guy just like stood there for literally, I think, five minutes. Probably had his life flash before his eye and then composed the idea of like, what should I do next? Because I had yeah. that happen with me. Oh like yeah. I've taken a turn, not fa- not even that fast, but I just taken a curve and then all of a sudden like I spin out. It happened to me on, on Tuesday when it, we had just like that sleet and the light snow. Mm. So my, my appointment was out in Edina and I had the whole day off. So on the way I ran to the DMV and renewed my tabs. Um, and I went to the DMV in downtown White Bear just because it was on the way. Mm-hmm. And I had no problems getting out of my neighborhood, no problems getting around the lake, get into downtown White Bear. And I turned the corner to go into the DMV lot and I completely spun around. Ooh. And I, I was going like 10. And thankfully, there was no one at that intersection because I landed like in the turn lane to go the other direction. Like, okay, then. <laughs> Right. I mean, and, and everyone needs those reminders, right? Because like, yep. like I got reminded too, because I was like, it was I was at a stop sign. I was at a stoplight, right? It's it's. Uh, I'm on my way home. Like I crossed the 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 transit way that the University of Minnesota oh, yeah. buses go through, and I got a yellow, and I like slowed my and I and I and I started breaking, and all of a sudden I totally feel my 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 <laughs> wheels lock, and I'm just cruising. And I'm like, great. This is what this is what Tokyo Drift, uh, uh-huh. uh, uh, Fast and the Furious feels like, right? And I'm like, okay, well, I'm trying to figure out and moving a little bit. And my car literally stops right on the walkway lines that they have right before. And I was like, and the bus just like literally goes far by and like for like eight feet in front of me. And I was like, okay, okay. I'm like, that was that that was great. I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna go home now. I'm just get home and crawl home and well if there was any doubt for listeners that this is a minnesota based podcast like now right. now you know talk about sliding <laughs> into snow the minnesota winter wrap here yeah. probably gonna be more of these i would imagine yeah. um, we should have a 55 i have no we should have the 55 ones talk about um um because um, Corey was on his way back from whatchamacallit and I don't even want to know what 94 or mm. 494 oh, was going on my back. I would have been like, no. I, yeah. Friday, Friday 694 was awful. And I, I left work at like 1.30 or 2. Because mm-hmm. it was like it had just started snowing. And I'm looking out the window. I was like, yeah, it's not too bad right now. Maybe I can like stay in the office the rest of the day. And five minutes later, I turn around. I look out the window again. And I could not see the next stoplight which is like 200 yards away. I was Holy like, you know God. what? I'm just going to go home now. And it, it took me like 35 minutes to get home. And it's usually like 15. And there, there weren't even cars out. Yeah, no. It's, Same uh... thing. Like I, I did okay on the freeway because everyone, for the most part, was going fairly slow. Everyone was being cautious. The few cars that were out. And then I got into my neighborhood and I tapped the brakes to turn onto my street and I slid right on by and down to the next intersection. It's just like, okay, I'll just, I'm just going to go around the block. <laughs> Meant to do that. I'm taking the next one. That's right. Like once a week, every winter, that's how it goes. Tap the brakes at the top of the hill and maybe you get around. Oh, let's not even, more. let's not discuss hills because I have more. 
Whatever, man. All right. All Anyways, right. Let's, we are let's, a soccer let's get to the podcast. Football. Let's get yeah. this. Then yes. there was a game in Portland that we'll talk about where there wasn't snow, but there was rain. So yeah, There's a whole let, lot of rain. Yeah, let, let's start with this MLS Next Pro situation here. So uh, new league, 21 inaugural clubs, uh, including Minnesota. Um, and then the interesting one is Rochester kind of being invited. The Rochester being um, Jamie Vardy's team, right? Mm. He's the owner Love of that one, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, so Is that the Rhinos? No, that's not the Rhinos. Right? I think they changed the name. Um, go ahead. Yeah, when he when he bought it, um, they did rebrand somehow. Mm-hmm. But it, it it was the same club. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The artist formerly known as the Rhinos, Rodrigo. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um, but this this is this is the idea of like a a bridge between whatever youth academy and mls and and maybe potentially calling players up but then there's also not necessarily like a, an age limit right so you could have like teenagers playing against like <laughs> old farts like me <laughs> right right so, i mean i, I so, think the interesting thing let, let's just break down what the western you know and, and uh eastern conference star will be like western conferences colorado dallas houston kansas cities minnesota portland salt lake san jose seattle st louis and vancouver Eastern has Chicago, Cincinnati, Columbus, Miami. I don't know how they're making that work, but I think they might have a DP playing, DP, DP uh, level player playing with that one. That's, um, that's where they hide all of their. DPs. Exactly, that's where they hide all their like dirty money. His name is 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 Mani, not Nani. It's Mani. He's got purple hair, guys. Different person. Totally yeah. different. Totally, 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 totally. They you know. Um, um, New England, New York City. Uh, Orlando, Philadelphia, Rochester, we just talked about, and Toronto. Uh, but um, according to the notes, uh, joining in 2023, uh, it will be Atlanta, Charlotte, DC, LA, LAFC, Nashville, and the, um, what Red is it, the Red Bulls, New York mm-hmm. affiliation. What yeah. What it? do you guys yeah. think? I mean, I mean, the idea it, it, is good. The idea is good, but I also like. I kind of like the idea of like. Um, teams using USL teams, right? Like, creating a USL two league or having like a Kansas City two or whatever playing in a USL league, and I think that's one of the things that, that um. That frustrates me about soccer association or soccer in, in this country is that. Everyone wants to reinvent the wheel because it's a moneymaker in some sort of sense. And this is what it is, right? You already have a league who's been successful in its in, in offense. And that actually brings up a good point. I mean, what's going to happen to those USL2 teams? Exactly. LA2, right. Portland That's, two. Yeah, it's going to mess with the entire system now. I mean, they MLS was already using it as a pipeline. Look at mm-hmm. Miguel Berry. Um who had been playing San Diego loyal and got called, called up to Columbus crew. Right. Uh, and, and, and plenty of other guys coming out of right. USL championship and USL mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. Um, Diego Rubin or, playing for um, Real Salt Lake. So yeah. It's yet another, you know, all these things that they've talked about doing for years and then someone else goes and does it. And then they're like, Oh, Hey, we finally got this worked out. Perfect. We have a pipeline now. No, right. It was already all there. Um, so I, I know uh, quite a few people within 
USL are pretty concerned about what's that going to do to their recruiting prospects um, and uh, investments in the future. I mean, you're, you can only have so many development clubs in a market, you know, getting however much money needed to survive. So, right. And, and this feels more like, uh, like MLS saying it's our approach or, or no one else's approach in a sense. And I think that's, that's my problem with this whole thing is and that I like money. Yeah. I, I like the fact that we finally have a place where we're going to be able to send, you know, our, our young draftees and young players. Hopefully, um, Tomas Chacon will come back and then he can take over the whole league and we can, you know, I, I would totally keeping just the, go to the dream alive. Yeah, I do. I would just totally go to one of these uh, MNUFC two games just to watch Tomas Chacon play for like 80 minutes. I'd be like, I'd do it. I'd do it enough. Rodrigo, take, take the next one here because the less I talk about Minnesota United, the better my mental health is, which is a great irony <laughs> considering this is the Minnesota football show. Um <laughs> But uh, the U19 uh, tournament or something, I know nothing about this, so please. So this is a tournament, and I, the only reason I found out about it is, is because I knew like there's some small coverage, but the MLS Next Fest tournament um, happened, I think, last week. Uh, it's called the MLS Next Fest, and I think it was done in conjunction to the announcement of the MLS Next League. And... Um, under the boys U19 group uh, eight, uh, Minnesota uh, United, the center U19 group, uh, went undefeated and, and didn't concede in three games. Um, and so they were, they were, they were ranked one. So people below them was FC Dallas. I think it was Southern soccer and New York soccer based uh, groups. I think overall, like I, I, I think that's great. Because the fact that, you know, there's someone else. And, um, and I forget who the person that I got this information from is Jim. I think Jim on Twitter, um, uh, almost uh, TJC, put this information out that's out there. So if you want more information, you just probably Google MLS Next Fest. I actually didn't get around to asking um, a, a person that does do stuff like, you know, um, I'll ask, uh, maybe I'll text David Gass and see, hey, what do you know about this? Because he's done a lot of youth covering the aspects of like tournament and stuff like that. And it'd be great to just get some feedback on. Sweet, on sweet name drop. So, Love it. <laughs> just, whenever we can get the extra time dropping here from Rodrigo, it's, that's the good stuff. <laughs> um, I, was, I was trying to dig for the next thing here. Minneapolis City had a kit vote situation up. I don't know. Do you all get to see the, uh, the mock-ups? There's some pretty good stuff in there per usual. Yeah, it was, it was hard to choose. Um, mm -hmm. Creative, fun, uh, you know, the usual color pop that we've come to expect from Minneapolis City. Uh, my favorite is the home shirt with the cats and crows and the spoon and cherry. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm looking at them now. The cats and crows. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I, I voted that one for the home shirt, and then the away were all kind of hard to choose. So I kind of did a eeny meeny miny mo and just picked one. And I I liked. I was trying to get the names because I couldn't remember all the names. The this one's called Magnificent Beast, where it has the really big crow that kind of like takes up the side of the. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. The is like, yes. Yeah. There, there's some like 
you know, dark death metal kind of vibe on that one that I like. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. And then on the other side for like a completely different vibe, like the, the, all, all the other ones are really good. Like you were saying, they, they, they're all hard to choose, but the drip, the drippity drip, I thought that was pretty sweet. I, I so, like a lot of these. I like their away kits more than I did their home kits, just because the white yeah. and black thing. Like, you can you can only do so much of that before. But I do like the one that you guys were talking about, the kitties and the the crows and the spoon. And I thought that was great, great use of that. I, but I I, what you know what? The, I can't wait for the conversations that'll come up when when right. these games are are playing USL <laughs> League 2 and people being like, what is what is happening? What's a, what's, what, what, what are the supporters groups called? Are they the cats? Are they the spoons? Are they the cat oh, yeah, and the spoons? We should give what's a shout out to Stimulus. I mean, this is Stimulus Athletic yeah. doing some really cool a, stuff. A bigger so. shout out to PenceHomes.com that, that too? Sponsor? Oh, yeah. so yep. Pence, Pence. We, were, we were in an earlier conversation talking about square pizzas and i dropped the fact that i don't really care for square pizzas i love football pizzas from crescent moon so that's it. you guys ever had a crescent sh- moon pizza i don't know what these words mean <laughs> crescent moon you don't know crescent moon the bakery uh-uh wow we're gonna have to have an outing need to look into it all right well let's let's, ju- let's go to um let's catch up here. We'll do our final in a sec. Let's do MLS Eastern Conference that was last week end with Philly and NYCFC shortly after we recorded, in fact. Uh, the big story here, I mean, this is the narrative of, of the whole match essentially, was COVID outbreak in Philadelphia Union, eleven players out, including six starters, such as one on Andre, right? Andre Blake and Bedoya, and I'm sure there was another bunch of other ones as well but those there's are the lots. two you know. yeah those those are the two that like really was just like holy cow like you're basically losing all your best players yeah i mean uh what, what what you took from this game was um philly has a really good academy they do that's the first <laughs> thing i have written is philly ag- aggressive and like they came out and like right took control of this game there was lots mm-hmm. of good ball control i mean it was it was it was, it was a well-fought game first half like, they 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 were it, it it took them you know you know i think they might have one or two practices together as a group and so it took them a while to get into the system but they weren't just they weren't bunkering that was the thing they weren't bunkering oh. i was like we were gonna take it to them and we we're gonna take it to them and that was impressive to see so so if anyone gets anything out of this is like um have we has i as i've talked to like when which we can talk more about the the what if Reynoso gets hits hits by a bus scenario? Mm. Um, Philly answered that well. What they can do if 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 you know half of their great roster gets hit by a bus, they what if they Reynoso will be okay. is is in chains on a prison bus? Is more what you're talking about? Yeah, or something like that. You know, <laughs> there's a bus involved. But anyway, yeah, there's a bus. Um, that's um, the thing that um, that I was really impressed. I think they they really pushed, impressed. Yes. Um, yeah. And they had opportunities, and um, I think overall, of, 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 overall, I think it was is is a good fought game. Right. The I, other I, thing I before, enjoying. yeah, I was gonna say before halftime, it's nil nil, and well, this name will come up again for the next match. But they were out, or rather, Castell, excuse me, Castellanos was out on yellows, and. 
the, the comment and commentators were saying this too, but it was just so apparent. NYCFC is just a totally different team when he's not out there. Like they right. just couldn't string anything together. They had no pressure from the attack. And I mean, that was, that was him. Like just missing him completely changed the team. Yeah. Maxi had a great game too. And he proved again that he, that no matter how much the time uh, will, will turn on his, on his career. He's, he's a great player still and can contribute. And I thought Maxi had a great game and, um, had a great goal. I mean, he like literally like you have the own goal at the 63rd minute by Alexander Kayans, which was a tough one to to swallow because he was looking yeah. for the ball and he was trying to clear it. And that hits the tip of the ball and just directs it a different way in the keeper. Let's let's give credit to Shavilko, too, because I mean, yeah. what a beautiful, beautiful ball in. Shavilko had a decent game, not the best game. But like I say, I'm saying it's like if, if I'm Philly, I'm like. We're gonna be okay for the next three, four years, right? Our, our depth mm-hmm. and our teams in it. I mean, and then you have the crazy thing was about um, what I love about this league and, and the playoff system, and then it's just how like everything is chaos. Seriously, mm. that's how like you've, if someone was to describe the the playoff atmosphere this year and previous years, it's straight up chaos. I mean, you score on the you you score on the sixty third minute, right? You have a goal against you, and then two minutes later they score on you. Like Maximo Morales' goal was. Just turn around. Beauty. Yeah. Right. And that's then, demoralizing too for Philly. Like they yeah. finally get that goal and they can't and even. And then hold that, on that changed the game. I mean, that's what it is. And yeah. and I don't think uh I don't think Curtin had much of a choice uh of what he had, an aspect of like substitutions or what can else can he do do. It's just he had to maintain. And yep. and then again, they bring in the 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 phenom um Brazilian uh the magic he and, he then, and two other guys come in and like you said yeah they, they make this huge huge difference huge momentum change yep. um it's a great one time from the uh, beautiful I, i'm not sure who put that cross in but again that was, gorgeous yeah, cross it's gorgeous cross oh and that's it and he just one times the thing and there you go um two to one your final so nycfc goes to the final as the eastern conference representative um this is amazing. Bridget, you sent this one to us from uh, Pablo Maurer. Maurer. Apparently, Curtin was heard celebrating in the locker room. Uh, or rather, he's hearing NYCFC next door celebrating locker room and says, quote, it's tough. We're next to the New York City oil money locker room, unquote. Never change, man. <laughs> I mean, not wrong. But yeah, no, no. That's that's literally going to be Newcastle in this next 10 years. You know, celebrated be win. I was like, at what cost? Um, yeah, no, but you know, Pablo put out that tweet that was great, Pablo Iglesias. Um, so I thought it was great. I mean, yeah. it was a good game. Um, I was pulling for Philly in a sense, but you know, I I I just love the celebrations of goals, but I also love how in that team, in that New York City FC team, which by the way, did they come in like the year before we did, Minnesota United, or the year after? They were before. I don't remember when before, okay. though. Before. That, that, that sounds right. Maybe a year. Okay. Anyways, um, it was uh, it was good. I, I thought it was, it was – I just love watching, like, the flags. When anyone they celebrate, like, flags from all the countries or flag from clubs they play on mm-hmm. comes out, and I thought that, that was great. So. so that sets up our Timbers NYCFC final, which we'll talk about in a second in Portland. Uh, Carlos Gil gets the uh, Gil gets the MVP, league MVP. Um, no real surprise there. 
Do you all want to do Bebelo now, or should we just jump to uh, MLS final while we're on an MLS vibe here? Let's just go to Save. the final. We're yeah, gonna, I agree. About, yeah. All right. So yesterday was the big final in Portland. Uh, it was raining. Was it also kind of sleeting? Because there was one point where I think the ball hits the crossbar and there's like this big pile of slop just like falls down onto the pitch. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it. it was like... 45 degrees or something like that but the the wind was insane so i wouldn't be surprised if if quite a bit of water just kind of built up on there yeah yeah um well to start this thing off uh none of us knew if blanco was going to be back and not only is, is blanco back blanco starts this thing which is pretty amazing after uh the injury that he had just was it two weeks ago three weeks ago yeah can't hold the good man down apparently he's ready to go I'm, yeah. I'm also sure he probably basically told uh, Savarez, he's like, whatever they, you say, I'm playing. <laughs> they, did say, they did say on the broadcast that they had a meeting like a couple days before, and the meeting lasted like 10 seconds. It was <laughs> you just like, stared him down. Like he, was asked, he was asked, are you, are you ready to go? And he just said, yep, I'm playing. Let's go. And that was yep. it. There you go. Yeah, and um, like, give, give, it, give it up for, uh, for Portland fans who, like, I think, waited – three days outline the stadium because uh, it's first come first serve basis. Right. And so like, and the dedication to that. And I think that was pretty, pretty great. Um, but overall, I mean, I mean, like they, they, when they, when they came in, I mean, like Blanco was, was, was um, a decent idea. I just don't, I, I don't know if he, he would have really been like, cause he got subbed out eventually, but I was, I was, I was, hoping to see uh, Valeri, you know, my hope, you know, my perfect scenario would be Valeri win a MLS Cup on his probably final game in September, right? Because I don't think they renewed his contract or offered him an extension or whatnot, so he's a free agent. But if anything, Valeri proved this game is like he could still play. Yeah, I want to back up really quick to the crowd thing you were talking about. The Timbers Army was amazing. Like, on that television broadcast, I was for most of the time, except for the situation we'll talk about in a sec, they were almost more entertaining than what was happening on the pitch. I mean, just so loud, so engaged. I mean, it felt like filling fill in the blank European, South American, whatever atmosphere. Just constantly, they, like you go ahead. It was awesome. Yeah, they they started early. I saw a video from uh, I think it was someone with the media who was in the stadium like an hour before. Uh, before things really got going and they the section was full and they were already singing yep. you know a, a good 60 minutes before warm-ups even started um so yeah they i mean if you're going to spend three nights sleeping on the sidewalk outside of providence <laughs> Park to get your favorite spot uh yeah. in the section um yeah they they went all out and that it was a crazy atmosphere and a really fun one to watch Definitely, definitely. Uh, I got early tempers up in the 23rd. Everybody's right. kind of to the center. I think Castellanos ends up being going down. So, by the way, Castellanos is back. We should mention that's going to play into things in a bit. Um, Blanco had a nice double attack. Oh, the, so, back to the supporters in the 27th minute, like there's this huge pink smoke that, that starts coming out. And I kind of put two and two together and thought, okay, maybe this is what I think it is. And then the guys, uh, I think Twelman mentioned, he's like, yeah, this this is them showing solidarity uh, right. with the players of the the Portland Thorns against 
Riley and I'm like, oh, it's so badass. Just like, right. Is, is there a significance to that? The, the 27th minute is, does 27 mean something or they just picked a random? But was it? I, I don't, I, I haven't really looked much into it. I'm sure there's something yeah. behind the 24 um, in a minute. But in addition to that, I, I forgot to mention is that this MLS Cup final, you needed to have a negative test. Or a vaccine card, am I correct? Because that's what Portland does. That's that's Providence Parks. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So they're one of the like five or six clubs that mm. were doing that all season and, yeah. and it carried Beautiful. over. So look at that. You uh, can feel twenty five thousand people who are vaccine vaccinated or have a negative test. And even more, because like even though like so they announced well. it was like I think it was twenty five K is the max. If you looked around the field, there was people like it literally felt like you were at Nessie. People behind the boards, like lined up all the way around the goal and around the boards. I mean, like it was. Yeah. Did it was you see tough. the shots of the gym? Because there's like a gym area at the very right. Top. Like, yeah, people are like, and it biking. is just solid pack. Like they're on their on their on the bikes or they're lifting weights, but then there's like twenty people like around them while they're trying to. And work then out. And, and the close and on the roof too, there was someone else that shot people on the roof, and I was like, yeah, that'd be yeah. me. I'd totally be me. Like I can't go to the game. I'm going to find a roof. People, I'm going to sit there. I've been told that in that gym, people get there like hours early to grab one of those bikes right by the window because they open uh, those windows and you're basically sitting like right in the stadium. Uh, but people get the, get to those bikes early and, and uh, claim their spot and just cycle through the whole 90 Get minutes. your elliptical, get your cardio, <laughs> and enjoy the match. Not bad. That walk home has got to be a killer, though. Yeah. Seriously. Speaking of cardio, Castellanos in the 40th minute. What a great goal. Great set piece. Uh, he gets some serious ups. I mean, there's there's some great stills just showing that vertical. I mean, he's a good. Nobody was guarding know. him. I don't know how nobody was lose. guarding him, but he's also gets a good three feet up in the air. He's just yeah. skies over everybody. And and Clark, the, the Portland keeper, he does get a get gloves on it. But uh, I don't know if it's the ball or it's the sleet or whatever it is. It's it's a, it's a mix sneaky. Of Mix yeah. of both. It just goes out right off his fingers. And it was like the slow-mo thing was like one, 1,000, two, 1,000, mm. three, 1,000. <laughs> it's in the net. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing goal, is, 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 you know Tati, and, and Tati will draw fouls and embellish fouls. And, man, he was doing that all game. And it was getting into the, the, the Timbers uh, players. And you could see oh, yeah. it. And I think that's one of the things too. Is like you, you know, when you come to a final, pretty much all, all hands are off. And and props to referee. I mean, like he let lots of things, you know, slide. And when things were fouls, he called them. It took him a while to get, give out a first yellow card. But regardless, at that, this game was, was was really interesting. It was just back and forth, and um, and it took a while for New York to finally find its groove. But when it did, it was it was crazy. So, so as the NYCFC crew is celebrating. They're in front of the Timbers army and very clearly a bottle from one of the supporters is chucked and it hits. Who does it, who does it hit? Was it Morales? I can't remember. No, it wasn't Maxi. It was, I think it was Santiago. Okay. Uh, so Somebody gets it square in the forehead though. And no, no, no it hits go his down. body. He hits his I body. Hit him in the head. No, it hit his body. It, yeah, it hit lower, but he went down grabbing his, okay. grabbing his face, you know? Ah, of yeah, course. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it did look pretty painful regardless of where it hit. And that and that always sucks. Like, that's just, what the hell, guys? Come on. Um, 
so that was kind of a bad look after feeling, I was feeling so complimentary and enjoying the Timbers army and the supporters so much. And to have that kind of like stain, it was like, God damn it. Come on guys. But right. to their credit, they, they found the person, uh, they ID'd him and he was booted two. out. So two people. Two. Yeah. There were two yeah, cans there was, thrown. There was a second can thrown after he went to the ground and it, it was the Timbers army who surrounded him, surrounded yeah. guys, got them, escorted out they have been banned for life Good. from providence um and they were arrested as well that's considered there you go. Assault. And, and that's and that's the way it should be like if exactly. there is like uh a... I mean, don't don't let this is one of those things that drives you crazy like don't let that one thing it's don't use that to color the you know the entire timbers army i mean we've, no no of course We've had the same thing happen here where you yep. know some some rando gets into the general admission and is an asshole and if it's not taken care of, I mean then you can start to talk about that responsibility. Right. But exactly right. what you but said. They, they surrounded they, him, they ID'd him, they took care of it. They were yeah. they were full like they looked like full tall boys, cores lights, full cans, like when they threw them. Oh yeah. Yep. And I was like, holy cow. I was like, imagine, imagine paying $10 for a beer just to just to chuck it at some dude on the field. No, imagine paying capitalist what was it like the 50 how much was the ticket let's say it was over 100 bucks right you get sit in there you buy a 10 dollar beer and because you threw a 10 dollar beer now you're banned yeah, yeah. Well, i'm, I'm glad they took care of it yeah that should be a stand there at every stadium ever like it, it unfortunately it's not like if you throw some if you're dumb enough to throw something at the field at someone then you. i should... mean yeah like it's in the bylaws but of course um you know enforcement well, it, is it's other, that bl- that yeah, that influence too, and the and the kind of the, the bleeding of colors now between League Yamiakis and everything here. Like as these leagues start to get closer together, a lot of that grime that's in other places is going also going to start to follow and seep in as well. So, you know, it's just one of those things that everybody's going to have to kind of look out for. Not even mentioning like Pomebol stuff. I mean, can you imagine Rodrigo if like the Peruvian and Brazilian and Argentine teams start regularly coming up here? I mean, it's it's just a it's just a whole different uh, universe, you know. And and is MLS prepared to deal with it? Is the question. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I I think if Bridges <laughs> was like, nope, <laughs> easy. I don't know. I mean, if if yeah, if we get the type of fans that come out here, like uh, that, will attack a VAR. Um, oh yeah, booth, booth and have no staff nice and nobody stop them. That's. <laughs> Just, just body slamming the machine. That's how right, you do you it. Right, you know, I mean, like, I mean, like, wow, that's, that's, that's pretty... Oh, so 1-0 New York, back to the match here at halftime. Um, let's see, we get things started in the second half. It's more of the same. NYCFC, just relentless pressure, and Castellanos just just causing trouble all over the place. Um, Valeri comes in at the 88th. Rodrigo, we mentioned him, probably for most likely, I would imagine, the the last appearance. 89th minute towards the very end. I love this moment. Castellanos has a 1v1 with uh, the keeper, Diego Chara from midfield, 35 years old. So he's, what, probably at least 10, if not 15 years older than than, uh, Castellanos. Chases him down, steals the ball, and basically was able to reset. It just, what a great moment. Just spectacular. All all of us with gray hair, we're just just clapping. It's like, yes. (laughs) The old, thank you. Uh, awesome stuff. Yeah, I and thought then that was finally. The, go ahead. It was the guy with the ponytail that got the ball. I forget. Is that Santiago? 
I don't know who it is, the guy with the ponytail. But um, regardless, I mean, like, if like I know that the MVP was chosen and and Sean Johnson deserved to be the MVP. He had a great game, and but Diego Diego Chara was was amazing this game. I mean. Both of those guys, the both brothers were all over the place. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy had a shot. You know, he had a chance to score, and, you know, he took it, and it wasn't well. But, you know, overall, I mean, I thought, you know, they were really the MVPs in the sense of my book. They were running around like crazy and doing everything mm-hmm. you needed to do. And, I mean, just just think of it, you know. I mean, like, when Larry came in, um, it was the, the mood change and the strategy change. It was more of attack and quick passes and beautiful passing sequences. And that's how you break down the defense. So they finally woke up at the very, very end, uh, which then leads to the 94th minute with Mora scoring. Uh, Valeri shoots. Um, It's blocked. There's a bunch of chaos in the box. We can talk about it in a sec here. Um, I can remember the guy that gets up and knocks down one of the one of the center backs. Uh, But the ball squirts out to Mora, and he just one times that thing, and literally with no time left. Who is it? No, this is no pendant. This is goes nuts. It's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. Afterwards. So one one and scores and times over and all like all of a sudden where it basically looked like NYCFC was gonna be done with this whole thing. We're yeah. going into extra time. Did Did you watch um, the video that they released from the sidelines from the timber sidelines when they? Yes. Yeah. So like Sebastian Blanco's running with his hands out, like doing the aeroplay like crazy. I was like, that was that's it was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, we. So, I don't know how many households that were watching this, or what many bars were like just screaming, "Oh my god, oh my god!" Because that's what we did at our house. We're like, "Oh my yeah. god!" It was cool. It was really cool. Last minute thing. So, did, what did you all think about this possible foul from the guy that goes up for the header? Again, I'm, I'm missing names here, but apparently, the the center back guy he's yelling at the ref, and the ref's like, "Hey, man, back off!" I, I talked upstairs. VAR saw it. It's a no call. Um, I think the commentators on the TV were like, you know, that looked like a foul to me. Da, 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 da. Did you guys see a foul or not? I mean, he's bigger and he goes out to the ball, right? It's not like he went out there and tried to head someone, but he turns his body. And as he turns his body, he has to turn his elbows. And then and then he kind of like chest the ball, just pass the ball down. So I, I didn't think it was a foul. Like, I mean, I think it's just, what do you want someone to do when they're up in the middle air and they're trying to, turn their body to get to a ball, like not move their arms. That's like nearly impossible. Right. And they, I mean, depending on which commentator you're, you know, they, they went back and forth on it a little bit. And before, before they went into penalty kicks, um, the blanking here, um, but the guy who they have kind of checking the, checking the MLS policies and rules as, as these things happen said, um, you know, previously maybe it would have been considered a handball, um, but they do have it written now so that you know if if it touches another part of your body and then touches your arm, I mean, there's not a whole lot you can do about it, and so they let it go now. Uh, a couple of years ago, they may have called it differently, but um, they have kind of written some things in there to account for the fact that your arms move when your body moves. <laughs> there's not much you can do about it. I actually found that guy pretty helpful. It was it's kind of nice to have a former yeah. ref, like you know, just somebody that knows the policies and the and the uh, and the yeah, rules. Be like, well, actually, yeah, explaining why they might have decided what they did, rather than yep. having people 
um, rather than having commentators who, you know, as as <laughs> former players are, you know, have their own interpretation of of uh, of those rules and what should be happening. So exactly, you guys watch this on ABC, right? Yeah, yeah, I watch it on Unimas. So like the whole conversation about the whole thing was like, and the announcer was like, "That's not a foul." Come on, get up. That's not a foul. <laughs> it's funny. Because Mc, um, Maxime so, Chano, is it Chano or Chano? Yeah, that's right. Chano. Yep. He, like, he, like, after that, it was like 20 minutes. Every time he he had a chance to talk to the ref, was in his yep. ear yelling about that. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> how come you don't have a yellow because of that? Yeah. Yeah. I wrote that in here, too. He's. He was all up there. So we go into extra time. We go into two extra times. I put Charles Bros on fire. Um, I'll be honest. I don't remember. Even though it was just yesterday, I don't remember too much. But we get to penalties. That's where we're going. And, um, man, uh, what's – help me out. What's uh, NYC's keeper? Johnson, right? Sean Johnson. Don't you remember? Man. He had his own oh, auto goal when he played Minnesota anything. against Minnesota a couple years ago. When they pass the ball back to him and he's like totally like I barely remember where I am, man, but let alone name. Uh, he did great. He he was awesome. So he he bags the first two. He stops uh, both Mora and Valeri, which is something right there, and kind of sets the tone. And we kind of go back and forth for a little bit, but basically, the long story short is they they can't. Uh, Portland can't catch up to NYC NYCFC with with Johnson already putting those two away so there you go new york city fc is your uh 2021 mls champs wow, um you know who ki- you know who kicked the last one in uh it was that callens right yeah alexander Kyans. same Kyans. way as he did against uh what was the other game that went to pk he just he just blasted oh him. yeah he doesn't even care about where he's placing he just blasted it was uh new england yeah um, I love the fact that when he scores, like he celebrates, he's like, like he's a 12 year old kid. He's jumping up and down. He's like, there's no like planned celebration. He's just so, so filled is it, with excitement. Is this, the, this is the Peruviano, right? Yeah. This is That's the guy. He wore, he wore the apron flag. Yeah, he does it. He did <laughs> that every like time. Apron. <laughs> Throughout the playoffs, he's done that every time. So nice. Nice. Yeah, lots of the flags came out. Uh, Thais, uh, Thais Magico had his hazardous uh, Bandeira Brasileira out, and everybody was partying and good times. Um, we got to talk a little bit about the coach. Uh, not quite going full Monty, but uh, down to the uh, down to the boxer briefs. I, I, sh- I should have put an NSFW warning on the Instagram video. I did not, but <laughs> it's out there too late. <laughs> Apparently, so he did this in Norway with his previous club. Yeah, he's done it maybe- before. Right. Did he actually go full Monty on one of them, or was it? Did he always? Is he always just down to his underpants? No, I think it was always always down to his uh, right. boxers. I'm just glad he go. wears boxers and not whitey tighties. That's all I'm saying. He, yeah. I mean, they they were a bit more tight. The the video that, <laughs> that was uh, no, the video from Norway. That one. Yeah. Yeah. The, I remember this. I think we. I'm pretty sure we covered it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, good stuff. So congrats, guys. I'm sure the, the Cooligans are going to have lots and lots of specials. and Oh, yeah. I'm sure the Cooligans are. And whatever else. Yeah. They're very happy. They, yeah, I'm, their I'm stories happy. have been a whole lot of partying. <laughs> Holding the cup. I believe yeah. it. I believe it. Yeah. Um, NWSL news. The uh, 
Krieger Harris family is off from Orlando to New York, New Jersey. So good on them. I, I like that it's like a package deal. Like you, you can't trade one or the other. It's like everybody moves or nobody moves. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Um, and finally, we go to, we'll go to this uh, Bebelo stuff here. Uh, Mango Reynoso in some pretty hot water in Argentina back there in the off season. The, the gist of it is, there's an altercation. We still know a whole lot of details, um, but there's some pretty damning uh, photos and first person accounts that he gets into it with a 16 year old kid and basically pistol whips this kid. So, you know, there's a lot of questions there. Like a, why is he armed? You know, what, what why is Reynoso once again with a gun here? This is not the first time. Um, B, you know, why did he do this? Was, was, was somebody else trying to harm him? We don't know. But nonetheless, you're, you're attacking a child. And I don't know exactly know what's going to happen. But, uh, and I, I have absolutely no faith or trust in, in Minnesota United to do the right thing here since we've been in similar situations with, oh, it seems to be the Argentines. Like, we get all these great Argentines. And then it's like, it's like you're not looking at the full... Uh, what do you call it? The the background check? You're not doing right. the background check. <laughs> I think everyone just needs to like you rec- I mean like if you if you watched Apache you'd be like, "Yeah, this is what's going to happen." Mm-hmm. This is the inf- insight into that and like you're like, "So like was I surprised?" No, because like I think in 2017 he was involved in a, in a situation where um there was a shooting. There's literally yep. a drive-by and he was pinned as the getaway driver. But because and he it wasn't was also any proof, sh- shot in the leg from a simple, right. different one, right? Right, and so because and because there wasn't, they couldn't prove that he was there. Yeah, he, you know, he acknowledged he was at the scene. He acknowledged that he was there, but he wasn't acknowledging that he was a driver. And because, you know, so like, so it's it's different because in this case, you know, the he was he he was accused by the teenager and filed a complaint and everything, and because they couldn't identify who the rest of the crew is, they could identify him and knows. And so what is the best thing you can do is like, if you have enough witnesses of one person to be there, you bring that one person in. I watched too much uh, Law and Order and SVU and all that <laughs> other stuff to, to get some sort of idea. I, I, I have all the legal experts. I was, actually, in the world. You know, was going to ask about that because I also Law and Order is always on here too. <laughs> um, but what, so a lot of people want to make a lot out of the fact that he is in custody. But I mean, in, in the American legal system, as broken as it is, uh, you can have someone in custody and not have charges. You, you put them in custody because you have reason to believe that maybe you will find more information. And uh, especially if there's someone with money and with uh, a public stature, mm-hmm. how does that work in South America? I mean, it's in, in theory, it's the same in, in theory, but it is in theory. So, yeah. 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 But, but like you said, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head though, Bridget, like being a professional athlete and having means you can grease palms and you can, you can make wheels start to turn, you know? Right. And my thought process when he was detained and not fully charged yet, but he's arrested was that um, what's going to happen is he's going to be, he's going to have to be Takashi six, nine. He's going to have to be the rat. He's going to have to be able to point out who else was involved in that because he knows. Right. And 
You get a break that way, right? Your friends so he's gonna, he, So you're talking about he's gonna he's gonna implicate the others to save himself, basically. Yeah, exactly. Which is a, which I think it's you know, of all the Argentinian soccer dramas that we've all watched <laughs> or I've watched, that's typically what happens, right? Like you, because someone else takes the blame for it. Like your your friend who lived on the block for like ten years of you and you played soccer with everywhere, he'll take the blame for you. Right. But I think that's a, I think that in my head, I think that's a strategy. Right. Because no one else was accused or filed, raised a complaint against. But there were, you know, apparently at this party, there was like 80 or 100 people, you know, like. But again, I, why? I don't know. I just I mean, that's the thing is like you go back home and you like he needs to change his lifestyle in a sense. Right. Like yeah. He's already been in yeah. trouble once. The problem that's going to become is like whether he gets charged or not, whether he has any like legal, um, legal things that happen to him. Like, yeah. what's that? What's that going to do with the work visa? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think. I think you're right. Like on one hand, this is just come bolasso. Like to a certain extent, stuff like this is going to happen. You kind of got to be prepared for it. But then on the other hand, when it does. Do you, in this case, Minnesota United, do you have a system in place to to deal with it? And I'm just not confident that they do other than try and sweep it under the rug, pretend like everything's OK. And it's just like, mm, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, this especially when we're talking about this is like the third right. Argentine, the third situation that we, we've had well, in I, two years, three years. I think just because of the situation itself um, involving a minor and a weapon. Yeah. Um, exactly. And that's, I mean, it's all alleged. Supposedly there's video his attorney has cited that shows that he was not involved, but there's, I mean, this, this kid who was interviewed and then there were a couple others who stepped forward and, and vouched for the kid. Right. Um, so there's, I mean, multiple complaints, multiple witnesses. It's a PR um, nightmare. <laughs> I, yeah. And I mean, they, I think there is a system in place, whether we see that actually working all this time or not. I mean, I, it's separate from PR. Those are yeah. different departments. Um, so it might not be revisible. I mean, we've, and we've seen the issues with the, uh, you know the sexual assault allegations for okay. on a player who was being scouted that, and we know that that, that deal yeah. because, of, because of money and not because of those allegations right um but this and is then a there's very... um what's his name i'm sorry uh fragapane and right Orton. yeah and I, I, yep yep but this I, is... I think there's a lot of he said like there's a lot of like witnesses but that you know right. it's like third party thing so like legally like that can be challenged, right? But like, yeah. in the case of the goalkeeper, there was like evidence, like there was WhatsApp, you know, screenshots of all the whole conversation and everything else that was going on here. But this is what this is what Go gets ahead. me. It's like here, like you have you have witnesses coming forward. You, you have um, you have a situation, and you have a prior situation which this individual has been engaged in. So that doesn't really look upon great upon you, and so they hold you. So you can, so they can get more information out of you, but that information is going to cost something. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't like, do I, do I see, can I see him on Elevate and also beat someone else with a butt of a gun? Yeah. I've seen him angry enough to feel that he could do something like that. I mean, I think everyone like, can he do it? Sure. Anyone can. It depends on, uh, on how, um, how things are, uh, 
Well, things are, 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 are down there. Sorry, my computer tried to restart. That's great. That, that's what I keep coming back to, though. I think that's one of the key points for me is why is dude armed? That's that's my question is why why does he have to have a gun at this point and or just in general? Because it's like it's a much easier fire to put out if 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 Ray just like punches somebody or just, you know, you knock somebody out or whatever. You know what? You got in a fight. Shit happens. Professional athletes do it often. It, it, people get heated. But the fact that he was armed and used the weapon potentially could have killed somebody. That's yeah, another like, level. Like that's something like what else. Were, what were you expecting to happen at that party that you're showing exactly. up? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, there's right. a lot of life choices that that not the great, and and he's not been the greatest at making those life choices. Um, and I think that's the thing, right? I mean, like, it's the. It's like if in the, in, I'm not trying to say, you know, like, like when you go back to your homeland, like you have your group of friends that you always hang out with and do that stuff, but. I think that I, we don't know so much about his life choices or what his life really contains of a small circle or circle when he goes back over there. Because like in his Instagram that week before, he was like at pickup games with little kids, right? And watching them and streaming them. And, and I'm like, that's great. Give it back to the community. I love that. And I, But then you get invited to a party and or you, I don't know how, we don't, the thing is we don't know a lot of those that's, things, yeah, but I we agree. We really don't have a whole lot of information to work with. So, um, well, Stay up on it, and we'll update. And uh, go ahead, go ahead, Bridget. Sorry. I was I was gonna say it's kind of funny because we, you know, we've talked a lot about Maradona and yeah, and uh, um, you know the good and the bad coming out of uh, out of Argentina and into into different you know different countries with their own sets of issues. Um, I mean, he's obviously Reynoso's not like he hasn't been pulled into Minnesota mafia or something like that. <laughs> um, but like, I mean, you can have, you can have these amazing young athletes who, you know, there's other things going on. It's sports isn't their singular focus. There's other things that distract them. Other, other people in their lives who might kind of sway things one way or another. And, uh, I think it's easy to forget that, you know, they're not just just the athlete who has made his way into, you know, through Boca yeah. Juniors and and into that's, MLS. That's well said. And all of this. So that's uh, well said. I mean, Apache. Everybody should go watch Apache. <laughs> yep. We talk about Maradona all the time. We talk more about the good stuff than the bad stuff. But yep. uh, yeah, you know, there yeah. are. Many I think. Yeah, the Amazon Prime special thing or the ten episode thing, the the deeps in, dives into that stuff too. Um, so I think that's, I think that without knowing what the cultural aspect is of where he where home is located for him, we can't understand what some of the 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 acceptable norms are, right? And like like Bridget says, we don't know, and we don't have a lot of details for the fact that he's he's being accused to allegedly smack someone with the butt of a gun. A young kid and now he's in being detained probably to get more information out of him i think the All question right. that that hope that, that how everyone many other athletes are showing up places with guns because they think that that's what they need to do it's right. not like the first one but no not at all we're kind of going around in circles which is fine i mean we're <laughs> we, we don't know a lot but my my whole thing is just precedent like because i i know how things can get 
when 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 things how do I want to say this if if certain things are allowed and the line keeps getting pushed higher and higher and higher I mean you go from pistol whipped to killing one person to killing 10 people to like mass murder and like, no no he's fine it's just a thing it's a cultural thing it's fine it's like man he just killed like 50 people that's not a cultural thing that's you know what I'm saying I know I know I'm exaggerating a little bit but there is historical evidence that these things can happen so I'll just leave it there um let's take a break and we'll do some internationals Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be to me because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota football show. And welcome back to the Minnesota football show. Uh, I think we've we've hit quite a bit of MLS news here. Um, but we've got a few internationals to talk about, all sorts of all sorts of things happening in the various leagues so indeed um this one actually goes back to last week rodrigo had had asked about the gremio situation and it's not great um they played and let's see how did it work last week they played and they were winning for most of their match against corinthians and then like the 91st minute like right in stoppage time corinthians ties and they needed to have won that match basically to stay alive so with the tie, they're pretty much relegated, but it's not official. They need to see kind of what pans out with the other teams that are that are there in the uh, in the relegation zone. And so then they play their final match against Atlético Mineiro, who've won the entire league. They are the crown champions a couple of weeks ago, and they actually beat them four to three. But because I think Juventud and Cuiabá win and tie or something like that. However, it works point-wise. They are not able to escape relegation. So even though they beat the champions, <laughs> they finish in 17th, which is the first of the four relegation spots at 43 points. So as we've been talking about, big names continue being dropped in um, Brasileirão. So uh, while Botafogo and I'm going to pretend Goiás is a big name, <laughs> moving back in, Grêmio legends. Are, are dropping out to Serie B. So that, that's crazy. If, if I am an MLS team, like say one that rhymes with Minnesota United FC, if there is a team to poach from at this point, leave Goyaz alone, please, and go after Gremio. <laughs> Take all the Gremio players. Yes. Here's the funny thing about this, right? Like someone, when I, I posted this on Twitter and like someone replied to me, is like, yeah, I saw that. I was like, what's up with that? I was like, you know what? The, the Brazilian league, it's literally like the stock market. Like, mm. you go up, it comes back mm-hmm. down. Because it's crazy. Gremio won the Copa Libertadores four years ago. Hasn't been that long ago. Nope. Four years nope. ago, this team won the Copa Libertadores. And now yep. they're in Serie B. Yeah. And it's it's funny you mentioned that too. I'm mean, Not funny, but just poignant. Because this didn't used to happen. Like, these teams were just guaranteed for decades upon decades. And I think... I don't know. It's it's parody, and it's these other teams having really good youth systems and just kind of getting it together. I mean, th- that's a good segue into Fortaleza. Like Fortaleza, for most of my youth, was just a joke club. I mean, third division, second division, whatever. 
And, you know, they battle with Goyas a lot in Serie B, and that was it. And they kind of an afterthought of a team. And then a couple of years ago, they were still in Serie B. They, they got promoted. They actually won, was it two or three years ago? I don't remember. They won Serie B and moved up. And since then, they've just been building and building and recruiting and doing their thing. Fortaleza finished fourth in Brasileiro A, and they are going to they are going to Libertadores. They are going to be in Libertadores, which is just amazing. Like I couldn't have foreseen that like two or three years ago, when they were just barely hanging on to, to second division in Bay. Yeah. So yeah, everything's I mean, changing right I now. I think that's the crazy thing about um, about um, about the Brazilian league is that right now, like for such a long time, you had so much uh, consistency of who was always mm -hmm. the top dogs, and now there isn't. Is that chaos, and yep. that's why I think I, I really, you know, that's, that's something that's really interesting now because it's, it's hopefully I haven't seen it too much in the Peruvian league, but like in bigger leagues, um, you know, you 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 don't you don't see that too much. But um, speaking about uh, Gremio, three weeks ago it was reported that uh, FC Dallas actually was in negotiations for uh, forgive me his name. Um, um oh geez what is his name uh the talented youth his name uh ferreira so mm. there's the striker and if that pans out i mean there are already people already knew it was going to happen they're already looking yep. at it i mean gremio right now is going to need cash yep. to be able to get back up to the second and that's that's the one way to think too it's like and maybe that's the strategy i don't know maybe because now we're either. in a tough financial situation you're a Serie A team and you you looking like you probably are not going to do it this year and then you know that you have enough talent on there to win Serie, Serie B and mm -hmm. get you know take a year sell some players get some funding come back I mean that could be the equation I have no idea but it's just crazy to for me to say that Gremio is relegated I know, well it was crazy last year too with Botafogo right well Botafogo was relegated like, I was like, I was like Holy what cow, is happening yeah. Cruzeiro, man. Cruzeiro have been stuck in bin. Now, this will be the third year in a yeah, row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's is, crazy. It's like, right? what's happening? That's like <laughs> saying Boca. That, that's like saying, like, Boca being relegated, right? I mean, like, yeah. And they weren't even close. Like, at least, you know, Goiás and Botafogo and these other teams were able to pull themselves up and stay in the top. Like, Cruzeiro was just, like, floundering between the middle to the bottom. This is the team that gave the world the Ronaldo. They, they, they want to, you know, I'm just going to call him regular Ronaldo. <laughs> let's, let's be kind. Our guy, Ronaldo. Um, yeah, and they, they, they're stuck. So anyway, sorry for Gremio, but, uh, you know, it's to the benefit of some other teams like mine. So I'm not that distraught about it. <laughs> We're not out. bad. It, it works out. Um, let's do some Champions League things here. I, the big narrative here, obviously, is to uh, Barcelona. They uh, – where did I stick it in here? Did I not put it in? Of course I put it in. Uh, Bayern Munich. Does their thing. 3-0 over Barcelona. And they are out. They are out of Champions League knockout. Um, why don't you guys look this up? Bridget, I think you did. When was the last time? Uh, 2000, 2001 season. It's been a long time. So we're talking two decades. Um, I, think it was, I think it was Pep's first year. First or second. Like He was probably just getting started as a coach. I think so, yeah. yeah. Long I can't wait till Cavani. Cavani goes in there and they, um, you know, they sell half the team just to afford Cavani's uh, salary. I can't wait for mm -hmm. that. It's going to be the best uh, four zero zero one formation I've ever seen in my life. 
<laughs> just, just long balls like all all the time. All always. the time. That's it. All keeper, the time. Keeper to Cavani. Keeper to Cavani. Keeper to Cavani. <laughs> that's the formation that's gonna be. So we're gonna play. Amazing. You know, four zero um, zero one. That's it. We should we should mention too that credit due to Benfica for beating Dynamo because that that that's part of the reason they're able to jump and knock Barcelona. So Barcelona are, are down to the Europa League, which is just a weird, weird thing to say. But that's where we're at. Um, other Everything was pretty well laid out, I think, for the next round. Atletico, um, sorry, I went into Portuguese. Atletico Madrid, they, they squeak into second place in Group B over Porto. So they're going to join Liverpool there. Congrats to Liverpool. We, we were we already knew they were in though, Bridget. Yeah. Um. What's the other one? Oh, the other one too is Dortmund. Actually, are not advancing. Dortmund, they uh, they smash uh, Besiktas uh, five nil, but on points. Even though Ajax beats Sporting four to two, they they are not moving on. So Dortmund also going to Europa League. Kind of a surprise there. And the usuals there indeed. Rama didn't enter the. The sheriff thing is not happening. So, wah, wah. And what else? In Group G, I'm jumping around a little bit here. We already knew who was winning that one. Uh, but Salzburg jumped to the second spot. Lille goes one, and Salzburg jumps Sevilla for the second spot there. So, yeah. A couple little surprises, but I don't think anything really tops the, the Barcelona idea. And I know I, I was watching some of the – Spanish and Catalan press and what's somewhat positive, I suppose, is nobody is really being too hard on Xavi since he just kind of inherited this train wreck. They're like, it's not his fault. Like dude needs a year, needs some time to like put the pieces together and get this thing, you know, functioning again. So at the very least there's that silver lining. Um, Oh my God, Sam Kerr. I've heard that this was from last week in that championship. Did you all see this? Yeah. Can 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 we save this for the end though? Because this is a really good way to end it, you know. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. Let's do a uh, couple of Brazil's happening today. Um, it, which is kind of like sure Atletico Mineiro was in it. They've they've already won the league. They're going to Libertadores. They don't really it's like what are they playing for? They they're already in it. So I'm almost hoping that they put out like their their C or D squad, like they just pick up the five year olds and like you know. Cool, you're you're in diapers. Go play, and let uh, Atlético Paranaense take this thing because they are not qualified for Libertadores right now, and I think they're kind of I can't remember where they finished. They're somewhere in the teens, so so it'd be cool if they're able to actually pull this thing off and, and get that Libertadores berth because Atlético already has it. So it's like, why? Why you don't need two? Um, all right, Bridget, to you, EPL standings and updates. Yeah, so top three is super close. Man City, of course, in first with 38 points. Liverpool, second, 37 points. Chelsea in third with 36 points. Uh, and then the gap opens. Fourth place is West Ham at 28. Um, so huge spread this year. And every point truly matters at this point, which is a little strange because it's so early yet. Um, but yeah, for Liverpool, it was Steven Gerrard's home return as, uh, since he's taken over Aston Villa, they played at Anfield yesterday, Liverpool won 1-0 on a PK. Uh, it was kind of a fun back and forth game. They, 
they put up a fight. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a a season of leapfrogging in the top four, I believe, which makes them fun to watch. But I, I haven't looked at the, I haven't jumped ahead. But what's the uh, what's the Boxing Day situation like? Are there some good ones? That's a good question. We'll take through. a look there. I'll I'll throw it to Rodrigo because I know he wants to talk about <laughs> Sam Kerr. So go ahead and we'll take a look at the standings or the schedule rather. Okay, so. If there isn't you know, millions of reasons to love Sam Kerr uh, for not being an amazing forward and just a tough person, but um, there was a pitch invader in the uh, Chelsea uh, Juve match um, for the Champions League. And um, this pitch invader like literally went around, uh, you know, taking selfies and nobody was stopping her. But I didn't see, I, I've had a son know like, video or pictures of um, security trying to chase him down as we've seen in other men, men games. Right. And so this guy, this pitch invader is walking towards, you know, Sam Kerr, Sam Kerr's trying to walk away. And then she decides, is like, I'm not taking this. Right. I don't know what this person's going to do. She takes a small sprint and just lowers her shoulder and just bodies this guy it's spectacular just it's spectacular right oh. like and it isn't it isn't like a like like you know like like a huge hit either right but the guy falls regardless right she, it's still badass she, she as it is him. she lifts him like a foot off the ground yeah. before he falls <laughs> i i wanna i wanted to see like a wwe move for like just you know like a spear right and then she stands over the guy and just like starts talking all this crap over him just for being a pitch invader but regardless right she, this she's Aussie, happens. right? She's Aussie. Yeah. That, that's yeah. what it is. I think, I think every Aussie at least has a little introduction. Right, to and, I'll, and I'll get to the point. connection about, and it's, about and it's that. It's just always there. <laughs> and, and, then, and, so, and so they remove the person, and she gets a yellow card. And I, and I want to know in what sport does, does taking down a pitch invader gets to be you receiving a caution, right? Like, I don't understand the rule on that one, and I hope somebody is willing to explain that to us because we've seen it in soccer, and people take down and nothing happened. No one gets a yellow card. Like, like I don't get it. Like, seriously. Like, it wasn't even a yellow card type of, type of foul, if anything, right? I mean, you know, but regardless, it was awesome. But the funny thing is, um, I don't know if you guys don't remember uh, Andrew Andrew Simmons, um, who is a um, or was a cricket player, and he is famous um, for uh, when there was a naked streaker pitching beta, He literally just like you know clothesline and became a local hero. <laughs> and so he's like, I don't know about this yellow card BS. He, he was commenting on saying this, but Sam Kerr is a tough person because he's Aussie. That's how we deal with things on the field. So hell yeah, yeah, it was it was amazing, uh, amazing. Um, I got Boxing Day up here. There's there's some pretty good ones: uh, Aston Villa, Chelsea, Brighton, Brentford, Burnley, Everton, Bridget, Liverpool, Leeds. That could be interesting. Yeah, that'll be fun. Never never know what's gonna happen there. Uh, Man City, Leicester, Newcastle, Man United, Norwich, Arsenal, Spurs, Palace. Well, maybe. I mean, Spurs and who's the other one? Is it Spurs and um, there's a couple teams that are having some COVID issues right now. So we'll see. Uh, West Ham, Southampton, Wolves, and Watford. So there you go. 
that will be fun. Well, friends, that's all I've got, unless anybody wants to add anything. Rodrigo, any, anything from non-notes, since you are you're anti <laughs> adding to the notes and just dumping it in the anti-anti-notes. Right? Yeah. Um, what did I miss? Um, anything else? Hmm. Think about it. Oh, well, there was that. There was that cheating scandal. Is it in the Colombian league or the Ecuadorian league? Did you hear about that one? Well, like literally, like it's under investigation. So it's a, it's a team that was played to be not relegated, but like to move up. And it's a sequence and where like the defense literally does nothing. They just let them dribble through them. And the keeper is the only one that's like was not in on the whole conversation. Because the keeper goes out and really tries to take the ball away and all this other stuff. And eventually the team scores, but the defense does not move at all. And they just stand there and let them score. And that, hmm. and, that, and that result got them, that team to be uh, promoted. And so I forget if it was the Ecuadorian League or the Colombian League, but it was a second division league team. And I saw that, and then I saw the video, and I was like, holy cow. I was like, <laughs> you know, like sometimes you're like, yeah, you know, there is like, it's, it's usually like, yeah, behind the scenes, you know, paid off type of thing, right? You know, you, mm-hmm. you throw a point and you fake it, right? But no, literally, the, the defense just did not move at all. Just let them come through. And it was one of those weird things. I was like, wow. I was like, why can't we do that in MLS? Yeah, well, I was wondering if we should do like a, God, I really don't want to talk about it, but if you guys want to do like a Loons recap or something like that or talk about, isn't like the expansion thing coming one, like this week or something too? Oh, the expansion. We'll put stuff up. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 we'll see as things go. If you guys want to discuss the, the season, I'll, I'll happily listen and, and try not to break my computer screen. That'd be good. <laughs> but otherwise, we'll wrap it up, I suppose. Uh, listeners, if you want to support us, we're at the uh, Patreon at patreon.com backslash Show. Um, and yeah, thank you, Bridget and Rodrigo, as always. And thank you, listeners. And uh, we will be back, figure some stuff out over the holidays. Might take a break or two here and there. We'll see. We'll, we'll let folks know if we decide to chill for a bit. But uh yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. All right. Happy snow day, everyone. <laughs> Remember, it's always great to fight the oppressive whiteness. Trademark. <laughs> <laughs>